Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is game two of the Toronto versus Montreal first round playoff series. And credit's going to Rob on this one. He had a great idea. We're going to give you guys our initial kind of, I guess, feelings about the game before it starts. So it's about 30 minutes to puck drop. And I just want to know, how do you feel going into game two? I feel pretty good. I I, I want to correct something we said last um, last podcast. It was obviously heat of the moment, but we thought that you know there was just an equipment malfunction with Jake Evans, but he appears to be injured. Uh, so we got a substitution of Esperi um, Kotchaniemi on that fourth line, which I'm not you know I'm not terribly uh, pissed about. I mean, um, I see them around you know being the same kind of caliber player in terms of like the like where they are right now and usefulness. Don't you say that? No, no, that's why I'm correcting it. <laughs> In terms of usefulness in this series, you yeah. know, I mean, I think Jake Evans kind of showed uh, he can be useful, especially on the penalty kill and with Byron and Lekkinen, but I feel like Kod Kingami can kind of play that role, not yeah. so much on the penalty kill, but at least on the fourth line. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good... Plus the physicality, that, like yeah. how physical that game was um, last uh, in game one, like I'm not opposed to a bigger body being there. Well, that's it. I, that's what I was going to say is, you know, in terms of like role and distribution, Kotkaniemi wasn't a liability face-off wise. He can play 200 feet. And yes, he is a bigger body who can hit. So He'll and throw I throw mean, big hits. That's yeah. it. And he has good chemistry with Byron and Lekkanen on yeah. separate events. So, you know, it, it's, I'm happy they're not you know, changing everything around just because one guy cha- went down. Yeah, this is this is where we're going to start to see the, um, you know, how this team, um, you know, was, was kind of planned and, and it's going to fare in the playoffs because, you know, this depth doesn't really help us so much in, in the regular season mm-hmm. in terms of us having all these players who can switch in roles. But, you know, in the playoffs, we're going to be like, you know, like a Hydra. Like you cut off one head, we have like 15 more. <laughs> well, that's exactly you know? it. And, so a, like we're, and a Frilly appears. <laughs> yeah, and a fr- so like we're, you know, we're at the point now where we're, you know, we have Caulfield and Romanov sitting in the press box, which like, you know, that's a good one-two punch that we can throw in there if like, let's say an Armia gets hurt or like a, um, a Merrill gets hurt or something exactly. like that. You know, that's a, you know, a good, good backup to have, whereas a lot of teams really, really don't have that. If you look at a team like Winnipeg or... Uh, uh, well, Toronto, you know, they just don't have that that kind of depth to play there. Right, and I think it's also important to note just for, you know, some people who maybe don't know the, the intricacies, excuse me, of, of hockey too, um, because Caulfield and Romanov aren't playing, it doesn't mean they're not practicing with the team. These guys are on the ice with the entire team going through playoff runs. Like, they're in playoff mode in terms of their schedule, their routine, and everything. They're just not playing right now, and that's like, you know, a lot of people think they just kind of sit there in the press box and watch. It's like, no, these guys are still on the ice. They're, If anything, they're skating more because they have the optional skates. Yeah, they just take extra, They you know, they do the line, they do the, uh, the you know, the drills in, in Brossard, or not in Brossard, I guess now, but, um, you know, pr- they practice with the fourth line, basically, and they kind of, yeah. they sub in reps, which, you know, makes sense, but, um, you know, in terms of, well, first off, how do you feel going into this? Honestly speaking, I think this is probably more crucial a game than most people realize. I think, you know, I'm I'm nervous only in the sense of I don't want us to become complacent. Yeah. I want us to keep up last game's intensity and I I think going up 2 nothing versus having a 1-1 tie is I mean mathematically it's obvious that it's different, but yeah. In terms of the mentality, it's it's huge, especially going back to Montreal. If you can take both away games, I'd love to look up the stats on that, actually, of how many times a team that loses both their home games wins the series. Yeah, especially a team like Toronto that's so good at home. You know, it's kind of rare. But, you know, 
Um, I think, you know, I think we're due for a bit of a higher scoring game. I, you know, I, I don't think we can, you know, keep Matthews, Marner, uh, you know, like that whole line in general, like, you know, out two games. I, I don't think they'll score a lot, but I think we're going to be looking at a 3-2 Habs win. I, I think I'm going to disagree with you on this one only because um, with John Tavares out, and oh, we should probably just say, you know, he's he's been released from hospital. He's basically yeah, everyone's seen at home. Well, yeah, I, it, it, some people might not have like followed up with it. Who knows? But he's okay, basically. Um, it's just good that he's okay and he's awake and everything. So um, in terms of John Tavares being out, that does kind of put the pressure on... Marner's Matthews Nylander in terms of the quote-unquote big four. Yeah, Fellini's playing second-line center. Yeah, and I'm saying in terms of the scoring, the reason I'm saying it might be almost easier to contain them is because you have one less problem to deal with. Yeah, no, for sure. So it could go one of two ways. Either Matthews goes absolute like god mode and takes off, or he just has one extra player now focusing on him because... You know, he's going to get that extra shift that Tavares would have had. And he's going to, you know, it's, it's the difference between John Tavares and Riley Nash yeah, I, I is th- massive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the main, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say benefit because obviously, you know, I care for John Tavares' health. But, mm. I, you know, as, as a Habs fan, you know, health aside, it, it, he, you know, the Leafs are a far weaker team without John oh, Tavares. Absolutely. But I think, you know, even not even five on five, as good as the Leafs are five on five, and as weak as they are, they've been on the power play, believe it or not. You know, not having Tavares on the power play, like, really lets me breathe a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if, like, you know, statistically their, their, their power play is not great, it's very good against us for some reason. And, and, and I know you mean he's one of those guys who... So good how, below how the How big did you say he saw? We were looking he's at his 218. stats. Yeah, he's a big uh. dude. He can stand in front of the net. He scores a lot of goals down there. And so... Getting that out of their system for, for definitely for the series, but uh, the, for just this game specifically, it, it does have a positive impact in terms of the Habs' chances, obviously. But yeah, I, I think I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, let's look at the deed really quick, too. Um, Chirot got bumped down to the third pair. Weber moved up. I think that was you know probably expected just due to the fact that I think they're trying to spread around the wealth in terms of physicality, yeah, like you said, but absolutely. also... I think Weber on the third pair there was kind of just to slowly reintroduce him in. Yeah, it was, he it was almost a conditioning stint. Yeah, he didn't play that AHL game with uh, Price and, and Gallagher, no. so he didn't really have that you know introduction. So I think that was sort of his introduction, and now they're going to slowly move him back up to the first pair. Yeah, um, I, well, they might even keep Petrie and Edmondson just because now really there's no second line that they have to kind of you know match with, where Petrie and Edmondson get the Matthews line and then... One of Sherratt's line or Weber's line yeah. can take on that, but I I do uh, yeah I do like that they're kind of spreading Edmondson, Sherratt, and Weber out across because, like we said, it's it and like you said, it's physical on every line, and that's exactly how we're gonna win games. Yeah, Sherratt um, Kulak's gonna be a good third pair. Yeah, I like that a lot. Sherratt's a uh, suspiciously good skater. He gets underrated for that. And uh, Kulak's suspicious too. in terms of his physicality. I like Sherrod Edmondson on the power play last yeah, time. Yeah, was that, that? I don't know why that works, but it does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they were really barreling shots out from the point. But, um, you know, to add in there, I think, you know, I think the Leafs are going to come out, you know, probably even harder than, than us this game. But I think it's going to be one of those games where we're going to have more of a sustained effort. I think they're going to have, you know, sort of what you saw in, you know, game two, three of Columbus last year where... Um, you know they they opened up the uh, 
the, the game with like insane intensity. I think Wayne Simmons is going to throw some huge hits, mm-hmm. and then basically it's going to die off after the first intermission, and we're going to kind of creep back. I don't think it's going to be high scoring again, but I, definitely higher scoring. Like, yeah, I, I have a 4-2 feeling. Yeah, 4-2. I, I'm feeling 3-2 and potentially in overtime for us. Okay. I like yeah. that. Um, um, who, I do think you, who do you want to see like more from this? Game? I want the Tatardano Gallagher line to just dominate tonight. Yeah. I have a good feeling about them. And like I said, I I just you know what I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Kotkaniemi tonight because this is kind of his chance. And if he has a good game, he you know he might take that spot from Evans for a little while. Um, I think we're gonna. I think actually we're gonna see more eyes on Suzuki. You know. Kind of a rough game for him last. I time. I know I I feel like Suzuki has more of a leash though. He That's had, my thing. Yeah, he's got more give for sure. Kakiemi doesn't, but you know. Probably a lot more than we think, just because there's no one to replace him anymore. Yeah, that's right? that's I a mean, good point. Evans is you know basically up the middle and and across the board. I just want to see more. We had two yeah. goals yes like last game and one was shorthanded. So I just want to see everyone kind of just yeah. you know with every game I want the entire team to just kick it up another level and yeah. another level over and over till the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I yeah I think Suzuki will probably have a big game. I think I think our. You know, our, our tops, our bottom six had a big game last game, and, you know, we were kind of expecting that for our depth to kind mm-hmm. of carry us through. But I think our top six is going to kind of more shine tonight. Uh, I can see a goal from Gallagher. Yeah, I would um, be shocked if he doesn't get on the scoreboard tonight. Yeah, I feel like Anderson will score again. Obviously, he's in the bottom six. But other than that, I, I really want to see something from Suzuki just because, you know, he was pretty quiet last game in terms of just possession. And also, he either had one shot or zero. I forget yeah. what it was. And it just... uh, yeah, I don't. I think he had one shot by the end of the game, yeah, maybe. So. And, you know, to Foley, too. But, yeah, you know, now that, I'm just naming that a lot line. Of guys, yeah, so. we're just, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, the, to, that whole line, the whole second line, I just That's need it. More I of. just need a little bit more from them. The, the last thing I just do want to say on this, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if Toronto's going to come out kind of like guns blazing in terms of physicality because I think they don't want to get themselves in penalty trouble again because even if the Habs don't score, it kills so much time off of the clock yeah. and like Toronto needs to be attacking as much as possible. So, you know, um, you know one last thing yeah. I'm going to say here is, you know, I think the fact that we scored shorthanded. Um, game one is going to help us so much because it's going to naturally lead to more conservative play on the on the Leafs power yep. power play, uh, which is you know much needed. I think they're going to you know spread that diamond a little less uh, thin and you know keep guys a little bit more tight in case a puck goes off the boards, and uh, you know that's going to help us a lot. You know with those crazy cross uh, ringette line passes yeah. to Matthews that he just claps top shelf all the time. They're going to have to keep those a lot shorter so that they don't lose the puck. Yeah. And Byron just absolutely takes off again. So That's it. And, but I overall, you're much feeling he, good. He, yeah, I'm feeling good. I, yeah. I, I I just watched that Byron goal again. I I can't believe that guy's speed. Oh, he, had a, he had a whole red line to blue line yeah. lead on him, Sandin, and he yeah. caught up and passed him. Insane. Byron's speed is incredible. But yeah, so that's basically it. Yeah, we'll um, catch you guys after the first. Yeah, um, so they're going to drop the puck in maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, 20, 30. All right, so. so we'll catch you guys then. All right, we're back here after the second. We uh, had to go get food after the first, so we uh, had to skip that intermission there. Um, okay, I got a lot of things to say here. First off, we're just going to get the, you know... The uh, call it the elephant in the room here. That was a very very bad call by Mark Bergevin to challenge that goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was thinking there. I think that was more of an emotional decision. I, you know, I need him to be you know kind of the voice of reason upstairs. He's not on the ice. He's not like in that emotional um, you know state that Ducharme's in. 
he's supposed to literally be re- like removed from it. Yeah, and that was just a very, very weak call. The only time you make that call is if you're down one goal and they, they score it to make it a two-goal lead with like five minutes left in the third or something like that. Or if it's a very, very clear goal interference. That wasn't clear goal interference, and it was just not necessary. We needed to get our offense out there. We've been on the penalty kill for like eight straight minutes. You know, eight straight minutes at that point. Really, really weak call, but... Let's break it down first in the first period. What do you think? I think the first period was some of the best hockey they played. It was physical. It was aggressive. We had our chances. You know, we ended up getting one. And I like I wanted to keep that momentum going. I don't know what it is about the second period. The second reminded me a lot of the second and the first game. Just, just they had it. more they chances. Just, it's the just they, they died down a little bit in the second. Then I'm sure we'll see some energy in the third. But it, it's very frustrating to watch a team that play so well one period and then so mediocre in the second and just you know good good news from it though honestly is caught Kanyemi getting on the board it's nice to see him kind of getting those goals um I, I want to see a little more pace from everyone they just kind of look not over it but just like they they kind of look like they're playing to just you know we already stole one in Toronto so it doesn't matter yeah these games are super important like we mentioned before and I just think overall like you know we need to play this physical game. There's a lot of penalties being called overall, but like we can't start, you know, using that as a reason not to throw hits, not to go into the corners. You just have to keep playing that. They method. missed a few big calls at the end there. Obviously, we're biased looking at Montreal, but you know, just objectively, this game, like, you know, huge hit from Hyman right on the numbers on Kotkaniemi, face first into the boards, missed that. Well, yeah, and Sportsnet called it out. It wasn't even us. Yeah, and like there, there's just some clear plays, especially in the last two Bogosian minutes. Bogosian holding Dano. Bogosian holding Dano, like to the point where he was literally holding the, the Montreal crest. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that really pisses me off, especially since they are calling weak ones on Montreal, like the slashing with Lekkanen, like. I was barely yeah, there's there's them. scrums in front of the net or Gallagher a high stick bad. in front of the net while he gets a high stick. Yeah, you can't call one and not the other. And I think just to They're touch also on just it, in the way. That, well, that that's yeah. what I was going to touch on. It's just for some reason they seem out of place today. Yeah. The pucks the refs hit. Mean. Yeah, the the refs. The pucks hit them. I think almost half a dozen yeah. times. We're trying to ring the puck around the boards. These guys are kicking it in front of the net. <laughs> it's like. Part of the game, boys. It's, it's just it's brutal to watch too because like they they actually are like a problem. Yeah, they got it's a not it's not like you know we we've seen one now where Suzuki was trying to pick up the puck in the offensive zone collides with the ref. Yeah, like you said, trying to get it out of the zone, it led directly to a goal. We saw another one on the penalty kill that the ref you know essentially he's the third guy on the blue line blocking <laughs> it. It was just, it's brutal. You know what? There, this game is obviously. You know, you can't put Toronto on the power play for eight straight minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to see a lot more energy in the third. It's a miracle is, it was one. Yeah, this is going to be a big mountain to climb, but I it's doable. It's yeah, two goals. That's why I think we'll bring it to overtime. Um, I don't think we'll get three, uh, you know. In the Not third. in one period, but I, I just, I'd like them to just kind of step it up. I want to see Gallagher score. All yeah, right. I want like, to see, I, I yeah. need to see a little more from him. Yeah, Gallagher's been kind of, uh, you know, not really doing his, his job down there. Uh, you know, um, who else? Suzuki, I want to see a little bit more from. You know, the guys we mentioned in the pregame, like, I, I just found they haven't really, you know, I'm seeing a lot more hustle from Toffoli tonight, mm-hmm. which is nice to see, but... Again, it really seems like our entire play is being driven by the bottom six again, yeah. which is which is tough to, to tough pill to swallow. But you know, I also um, you know in terms of 
in terms of our gameplay going into the third, I think we have to kind of shift the minutes a little bit just yeah. because, um, you know, playing eight straight minutes of penalty kill, those guys are, are dead. You know well, I mean? that's like, why Kotkaniemi's getting a couple reps out there with Tatar and Gallagher yeah. to give Deno some rest. And we're seeing a lot more stall Perry Anderson out there right after the penalties. So it, I'm sure we'll see a lot of that bottom six style in the third period just to kind of rough them up. Mm-hmm. But we, we just need goals right now. That's that's the thing is you can hit all you want, but like Petrie too, they need I, to score. I, I need to see a bit more offensive yeah. drive from him. If Petrie's not putting up offense, he's really not useful. Yeah. So but one thing I am it. noticing, and you know we both were talking about in the first period, there our breakout is looking like night and day compared yeah. to the regular season. Like we're actually getting the puck out of our zone and, and like a timely crisp. Yeah, like our we're actually out of the zone in a timely manner, and like our neutral zone time is is like you know basically zero. Like we're we're in the neutral zone, we're out of the neutral zone. We're not like doing that hovering where we make it to the blue to the red line, drop it back to the blue line, make it to their blue line, yeah. drop it down it's to the just, red it's, line. It's, Two passes and you're out. Yeah, we're Max. out. So, you know, that's looking good. I, I think we can rally in the third, especially with, you know, Price is playing phenomenal again. Yeah, um, again, this is these are things. Like, you can't put the, all the pressure on Carey Price. We've said it a million times. You need to score more than one goal a game. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's let in three goals, but he's over 900. Exactly. I mean, like, it's nothing like, you know, and, and these, you know, he... <laughs> You know, think There's about, only so much he can do. Yeah, I mean, eight minutes of power play. I mean, like yeah, against the Leafs, it's rough. So yeah. hopefully we we keep the puck in their zone a lot because they're you know obviously their big hitters are going to be tired just like our p- penalty killers are going to be mm-hmm. tired. So hopefully their bottom six takes up a bigger role and our top six takes up a bigger role and that you know I like that matchup. But yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, catch you guys after the game and hopefully uh, you know positive news. Yeah, hopefully it's positive news. Okay, before we begin, just before we begin, this is going to be a heated podcast. I'm going to do my very best <laughs> to keep calm and talk about what happened in the game, but I have some big issues with what happened tonight. Habs lose 5-1. There, I, I don't know where to start. Yeah, where, I, where do we even let's start? start? Let's start with um, where we left off in the second intermission there. You know, that second period in hindsight, um, you know, there was definitely some luck involved there with just the, obviously, the, the, the penalties the refs decided were, you know, above a certain threshold that warranted, you know, time in the box. Um, you know, especially one after another like that. I think that really took the, you know, basically all the drive out of the guys. Um, more than that, I, you know, I think that led to like a bit of reluctance in, in our physical play in the third because I don't think, you know, just as a team's guy, um, everyone was kind of worried to be that guy that gets the penalty again. Yeah. Um, not Paul Byron. Not Paul Byron. That, <laughs> Which that's I'm, why I, I love I him. I support him. That, um, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, let's go start ahead. with the, let's go into the third period. I mean, the third period, you know, going in, going into a, you know, a period with that significant of a, of a deficit, it's like, you know that there's going to, at least be some sort of miracle happening if we're gonna you know chop that away but the main issue for me here is that we're not scoring again like we can't score we now have three we we have three goals in two games that's it and and like we're never gonna win with that i mean like we we need more goals just because like i said you know in the first podcast for this series you know we're not gonna keep the toronto maple leafs to one two goals a game like it's not possible like you know with 
you know, with as good as Carey's playing, I mean, like, if they get 40 shots, I mean, yeah, like... I mean, he was in 880 tonight. Yeah, but he played fantastic, But he played though. well. This is like, what I'm saying. It's like, great. the stats are misleading in the sense of the goals, <laughs> like, like... The whole second period, there was just clapping well, thing, shots hung him out to dry, and that, that's what I was going to... I really, like, I, I'm going to do my best not to just lean... It's... Okay, I need to just preface it just to say it. I don't think the refs lost us the game. I'm not saying that. However, they are a part of the ice, and they are a part of what's going on. And overall, including things against the Leafs, they were so subpar that it completely threw the game. Yeah, I think what happened was, you know, the Leafs, the first game, you know, drew a ton of penalties. Yep. But they were more, you know, max threshold penalties in the sense that there was no subjectivity to them like marner would just shoot it over the glass like that's just a penalty like there's nothing to to uh, to to know um there's nothing subjective about that but tonight it was play after play of okay you know he gets crossed he gets hit from behind uh caught cammy gets hit from behind right into the into the into the boards only numbers from hyman First you know, point of contact with the boards to is then, his head. Then we reciprocate it and we get the call. And then yep. you know, then there's high sticks on on Gallagher, and but Gallagher doesn't get the call. And then like, and it, in terms of in terms of the argument that's always made, it's that oh, we're trying to diffuse the tension by basically punishing one scapegoat. If that's the case, Wayne Simmons is off the ice at the end of the game yeah. because that, that series was, that was of honestly events, gutless. Well, yeah, to slash Edmonton like that, no call jump into Sherrod who grabbed him and then refused to fight yeah so everyone lets their guard down and then to swing at Edmondson like that yeah. the, the ref literally grabbed him being like what are you doing yeah that that is something that like you just you can't have that and like again it's 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 literally Wayne Simmons to me like this is something I've always said about him he's like he's brought in as this like power forward power play specialist in his prime like he he's just a goon. Like there's no yeah. other way to put. It. Like he's not a he's not physical even, he's, force. He's not even a goon though. Like he's just an adjective. That's what I like, mean. Like he'll it, he, like when I say a goon, I mean like fight people. But that's it. He doesn't like all these things that he gets. Like his like uh, his pat like patents on like that people give him. Where basically it's like oh he's a power play guy in front of the net. Oh he plays a good power game. Oh he he fights a lot. It's like he doesn't do any of that. What he does yeah. is he just throws dirty hits. And he takes cheap shots, and he talks a lot. He he's not a big dude, as yeah, he, well, even for the NHL. You know, you know what though? I mean, next game, you know, whether he wants to or not, he's gonna have to fight. Well, this is the thing. Like, if Corey I, Perry had to answer yeah. for what the accident that happened next game, I'm expecting Ben Chirot to fight. Yeah, as uh, stupid as that Foligno Corey Perry fight was for a clearly a, a, a terrible accident, and you know. Corey Perry and John Tavares, good friends, clearly an accident. If Corey Perry has to risk injury to fight for, because of an accident, yep. then Wayne Simmons is going to have to fight for purposely slashing at Well, this is like the that. thing, too, is like the, I, the only positive that's coming out of this is look, we stole a game in Toronto, and we're going back to Montreal now for two games, fired up. I don't think, and you and I were saying this right as the game ended, it's going to be a massively physical game three yeah and we definitely have the edge there i just think what really rubbed me the wrong way tonight was the physicality was playoff level and there was just seeming to be leeway on certain calls so you know and it doesn't mean just like toronto i'm saying shea weber gets you know hit directly in the numbers gets up and cross checks someone but only shea weber gets a retaliation penalty However, then when you go to the other end of the ice, 
and Jake Muzzin does the exact same thing, there's no call. Yeah. And it's like, that's the issue. It's like, you just, you need to be consistent. Yeah. And the key here is, is playoff hockey. So expect it. This is what it's there for. Like, this is why teams build like this. Yeah, I wasn't sure, you know, it almost, I'm sure it's, it, it's not like this, and I hope it's not, but it almost felt as though... You know, Toronto took so many penalties in Game 1 that the refs were like, eh, got to even and it out. The, the only thing, and I, I, I know, it, it sucks to say, but with the the hot mic incident earlier this year, where refs openly talk about that, like, it is a cause for concern now yeah. that, like, magically, Toronto got 10 penalty minutes, you know, almost... Well, eight of them were essentially back to back. Yeah. And then in the third period, we get another one, we take Shea Weber out, and they, you know, they go and score. It's like... I, I don't know like you know you they they won you know in non including the empty net it was four to one, two to one without the penalties yeah so the number one thing is we got to keep them off the power play because five on five they don't really score on us yeah also, we don't score on them but still you know I, I I'm just gonna get ahead of this proactively I don't you know I, I looked at the you know score app Instagram no, like no one's saying this right now but just you know in, in terms of if any of you message us or anything if any of you like even remotely touch Carey Price like you're actually out of your mind yeah like you're absolutely oh, out of your mind like he stood on his head so many times tonight and to put a goalie up eight minutes of power play against the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. What did you expect here? I mean, like, I know. this is already a team where we know they're going to get goals. Like, I mean, like, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not like we're playing, a, you know, a Winnipeg or something like that where they have, you know, much less goals per game, a lot less lethal forwards. Uh, you know, we're playing against a team that we know is number one in goals per game. Okay? Yeah. Like, we're going to let in goals. Uh, and then to give them eight minutes of power play, no matter how much they're struggling, like we, we it's eventually going to break through. Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, we're, and we're, we kept them, uh, we killed five out of seven, yeah, something like that, right? In the in first two games, yeah, yeah. So it's like it, it's you no, know, it's just it's the magnitude that matters, unfortunately. Well, and, that's it, and it's also just like it, and this is a big part of it as well. Like we we need to actually play our game i find constantly what happens is we start off a game playing exactly how we're going to play and then we just kind of almost like yield to the scenario and basically say like oh okay like now they're calling more so we have to ease up and it's like no no like keep doing yeah. that no one will fault you for playing a clean rough game i i did want to touch on one thing so you know kotkaniemi comes in scores a goal there's someone there's a couple guys sitting right now and we we had this is this is probably a hot take so i'd like to know what people think here but i found our worst forward today was tyler Toffoli. oh just absolutely terrible. and he's the only person i'd consider putting in cole caulfield in replacement even if it's one game this wouldn't even be a like promotion for caulfield it would be to punish Toffoli for that it's he's a very much a one-trick pony right now and we like i was really hoping he was he was different yeah i i think before we do that just because uh you know like you said we're going into a very physical game i'm not super comfortable with with caulfield against the felinio line what we could do is we could rearrange the lines or what we could do is have to fully play one more game and completely just scrap that second line and just move something yeah, I around. Know, just, it, that you, second line punishing the other lines that's, yeah, that sucks. That that second line is like atrocious. Yeah. I, like what I would do is I would move to Foley down. Um I would move Anderson up yeah. to play with Suzuki. And then uh, have someone play with Suzuki and Anderson. What do you think? That's it, it's it's just tough because to me 
I don't like what I'm seeing from Tatar to no Gallagher right I now. Mean, that too. The, the entire top six is playing absolute shit. But that's the thing. So like, the, the, believe the it or line... not, though, the only good player I'm noticing in the top, the player that's playing well in the top six is Deno. No, oh, yeah, he's playing phenomenal. Deno's playing great. But this is what I mean. So let's put Deno in the first C. Um, second C, I, I guess you're sticking with Suzuki. Yeah. Okay, so Suzuki, then Stall, then Kotkaniemi. So. Right away, um, I think, who do you play with Deno right now? Well, that's the thing. is I, I might want to keep those three together, but just okay. change the matchup. I no, think that's fine, it's, but I think it's... Just, just for argument's sake, Tatar, Deno, Gallagher. So let's skip Suzuki for a second. Who's playing with Stahl? Um, Stahl, I'm going to keep... I actually, I think Stahl's game one was probably the best game he ever played with the Habs. Yeah, and I like what he's doing right now with the physicality. So, so let's try Perry and Armia. Okay, so let's go Perry Armia. That's, I like that. Now, who plays with uh, Suzuki? Toffoli and Anderson? Yeah, I'd probably try that. Okay, Toffoli and Anderson. Because at least Anderson will get some spark in there. And then and like... you're saying Byron, uh, Kotkaniemi, and Lekkonen? Yeah. So that's exactly what we had written out uh, I think those were your exact lines yeah. from a few few days ago, and you have to try it because I this is the thing with Toffoli in that left wing. If he's not performing, you're wanting to put Caulfield in. That does work. Yeah, I know. I just it's just it, I understand. He's way it's the too physicality. Big of a liability. I know. And like think about that slot and who he's matched up. I with. know it's it's difficult and it's hard. It's just like again, like all I, of a sudden he's he's the guy like basically guarding William Nylander. I know. It's just it's that it's that mentality of like we can hit them a little bit more, but like we're still not going to score. Like yeah. if Toffoli can get his goal scoring going, perfect. But I and I'm not saying just throw him out for the I season. Think, I think, but like we need to score goals. I think Toffoli, what he's missing right now is uh, a guy to shoot so he can get their rebounds. Yeah. So like Toffoli, I I've noticed, you know, he thrives off of like a Gallagher esque throw it on net get the rebound and then Toffoli's waiting there like at mid circle and takes a wrist shot. Like mm-hmm. I you know, like, that's where he's he's been thriving lately. It is a nose for the net. And, I'm just and, saying And Armia's Armia's not getting them on net. I'm, like I'm that. not I'm just I'm not so much worried about his like actual goal scoring ability. I'm saying I'm I'm more worried that he, like he doesn't look like he's engaged. I'm I'm worried about his goal scoring just because like he has no shots on net. Yeah. The thing is that he's not shooting. No, I'm and just, when he does shoot, just they're just he looks shit. like look because he's I just find it's because he's playing a very lazy game. But I, I know I, I completely agree. And like I think what you know Anderson can do to that line, but it can also like, Jump not started. work is you know he might have to keep up with Anderson, which that's like the thing. you know again though like I don't want it's almost like punishing Anderson. This well, that's it, right? But another main reason. Uh, that I'm worried about that line too is like Suzuki is playing like absolute shit. Yeah. Like, did you see? Did you see the uh, his faceoffs against Foligno tonight? No, I didn't. But sorry, I'm just seeing this now. Weber and Engvall both got 10 minute misconducts with 20 seconds left in the game when they got kicked off. For what? I didn't even see anything. I didn't see it either. Yeah, that it, that leaves Shea Weber with uh, 12 penalty minutes. <laughs> But, Maybe we'll check it out after this. Yeah, but no, I didn't see his face off. So what were they? Uh, he, uh, Foligno won um, seven out of nine against um, Suzuki. Well, there you go. So it's like you you win two out of nine face offs. You completely just you know you, you got to win face offs. Like this is the thing. Like I understand you know he's a younger guy, 
But, you know, he's got a decent amount of weight behind him. Yeah. He, he practices with one of the best face-off guys in the league. Okay? Yeah. I don't understand why this is such a consistent issue. Like, he, his face-offs are absolute shit. Like, no, I know. You, and, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it, it's very... It's a, it's a hard pill to swallow to have a guy, a center in the top... Your top one of your top two centers not be able to take a face-off. Well, yeah, it's... Like, it's I, more than a hard pill to swallow. It's, it's a non-negotiable. I'm not saying that he need, the guy needs to be Ryan O'Reilly, okay? No. Like, I'm saying he needs to break 45%. Like, yeah. I, I need him to be approaching half. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't have him hover 39, 40, 41. Yeah, it's... Because then he's a winger. Yeah, and, and we did not get a winger from him he's a centerman i know through. and so like that i i think the main cancer on the team right now is line two yeah you know well mean? absolutely and because and, and like look i think tatar deno gallagher is gonna click okay i think separating those guys is just a recipe for disaster yes i want to think i think the main issue there is the matchup like i yep. i think that you know deno uh i think they're so focused on shutting down marner and matthews that they can't get offense going. and it's fair it's just like it's frustrating to watch because they they do produce offense normally tatar had a good game tonight i'll give him that like he i i noticed him a lot and he you know he he got a few pucks on net uh he had a few good chances and i i noticed a lot of emotion in him and, and that's good to see Gallagher though, I'm I'm surprisingly not seeing a lot of emotion. I know. And he's not he's not getting in front of the net. I don't either. think he's fully healed, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's hurt. I, I have one interesting thing I was thinking about here. Um I have D pairs that I was thinking about okay, just Okay, that's another right. thing. Let's get into that now. Um how would you feel about these? Just all honest. I'll I'll work upwards. Um third pair, Merrill Kulak. Second pair, Sherrod Edmondson. First pair Petrie Weber. Mm, I I'm I'm not too keen on that just because like uh, yeah it's like that antagonist pairing that we were talking. about. I know it's season. just just I to think... see because Weber and Petrie have chemistry. Sherrod no, know, and but... Edmondson have chemistry, and I just I I need to just see Sherrod and Edmondson out there just punishing people together. Yeah. And if not, I need to see well, Sherrod Weber. That's what it. I'm saying. I'm willing to go back to it, but like I need I need to see certain guys back together. I or think, if you're gonna try yeah. something completely new, you try something completely. new. I think Weber's gonna slow down Petrie a lot, and I I think. But again, with Petrie, I think the main thing there again is the matchup. Like I. It's tricky with that first line on Toronto. I think what we need to do is keep Sherratt Weber on the first line, mm. get Sherratt to just punish Matthew and Marner, Matthews and Marner, and then that second line opens up a lot of opportunity for Petrie to get involved offensively. And I, I think I, that's... I agree. I just like I'm like he's got to be able to do it against Matthews as well. Like he just he he's the best skating defenseman on the team. He needs to be able to play at that level. Like we can't have this guy just like perpetually being okay against second liners because like we we're, we've invested year, like more money and more years in him too and he always does where he has like his super super long hot streaks and everything <laughs> and then just like completely goes absent yeah and it's like i was saying it before like he's not particularly strong defensively he's not a liability no, he's he's not good but he's but no but i'm yeah. saying like if anything i would say he's like he's a like he's a neutral in yeah terms like of I, i'm not i'm not a he's not my know, first choice yeah like i'm not worried about him like i would be with like you know like like goss to spear or something well like exactly that. But where I'm, he's like an actual or like a victor mete for yeah, like a victor where it's mete. like a defensive issue yeah it's just he's he has no 
pluses. Exactly. Yeah. His upsides on the offense, and when he's not producing, he's like really, really. But that's what I'm saying, though, issue. is like when he's when he's up against that Matthews Marner line. I think he's so worried to get caught on the pinch yeah. that he's he's not doing it because he's not carrying the puck in. I saw like once or twice today. Yeah. Whereas like usually you know you see it almost every shift. He yeah, he goes in. in, he goes around the net. With so his edges. I think you know Weber, who naturally doesn't pinch. And doesn't bring the puck into the corners. I think that's maybe a more natural fit against that line. And you know what? I mean, if Marner's going to torch him up the side, so be it. Let uh, let him stay back a little more. Maybe stick a foot off the blue line and, like, you know, stay along the boards. And, and just bury him as he goes by. Sherrod can keep up, though. That's the thing. Sherrod can keep up. And, again, like, I, I don't... This is, this is why I'm saying I'm, I'm willing to be experimental. I just... The, the main thesis of this is change the lines because... I like the concept of having Weber on one, Edmondson on the other, and Sharon on the third to be physical, but the point is, like, then be physical. I don't want to see pylons yeah. on the ice. I'm not loving Merrill either. Like, I... I, I was never a big I'd fan. Be, I'd be good with Merrill going into the third pair with Kulak. Um, I'd also be okay putting Romanov in. in, yep. in, in At that point with, uh, where Merrill. he's doing the exact same thing. Like, yeah. Merrill, again, like, I... It, it's nothing bad. I'm not noticing him do anything badly. It's just, I... I I, I wish he was a little bit more physical. It's the playoffs. That's it. Yeah. It's the playoffs he's you not, need to bring um, in. He doesn't look like he's he's very like dedicated to this. He's, team, he's a non factor. Yeah. That's it. But I no, I, I think that Petrie Weber thing isn't you know, it, it's tempting, but the thing is is you know, we've tried it. Yeah. And we see it time and time again on the power play. And uh, you know, it's 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 gonna basically leash up Petrie. That's it. You know, he's 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 gonna know he can't pinch because he knows that Uncle Shay can't get back. Well, that's that's, so. that's exactly. It. But anyway, look, well, we've this is the last. And then, thing and then, we, and then, okay, the last thing we have to bring up too is the power play. Like, what the fuck is I, going I'm on? With that? I'm standing by with what I said the other day. I think you send out five guys and say, "Have fun." There's there's no need for the play anymore. Well, I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't think there's anyone who could convince me otherwise that any of our plays work. Yeah, and and I don't. I. Even with you know Burroughs's you know improvements, I mean like statistically it hasn't been much. But, yeah, and know. it also had a spike when he came in because it was new. And they were like, oh shit, we're yeah. In trouble. And then they got used to it after five. And I'm games. sure like we need more practice with it, and I'm sure in the off season like they're gonna really really hone it in. But the 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 fact of the matter is is that what worked isn't being used. This yeah. is the problem. Like I don't know if this is something against Toronto that we're no, experimenting but they, it, with. It worked, and they so they started defending it. Yeah, but, it, you know, I mean, like, it, it. the whole point is that, like, when you're an odd man down, you shouldn't be able to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, I don't see Perry as much in front of the net. There's no Gallagher in front of the net for nope. some reason. Or in, or they are, but we can't get into the zone for them to actually get in front of the net. Okay, I think every time we have a penalty, we always say the first minute 20 is basically spent getting into the zone. And then we have about four, on average, I'd say 20 to 40 seconds of actual power play time. And it's not enough. Yeah. Um. Look, going into the next two games, weirdly, they're back-to-back nights. Okay, so, so it's Monday and Tuesday, right? It is Monday and Tuesday, the 24th and the 25th. So, look, short memory on this game. You want to get it out of your system. We stole a game on the road, which is, you know, the least you can ask, basically. And but I think... Again, you know, like, I don't want to be... Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic with this team, and I think yep. this was this was a one-off just because of, you know, these, uh, you know, that second period, to be frank. But... 
you know, the reality is too is that you know this home field advantage doesn't really apply to the Habs. I no. mean, like we we play like shit at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It's but like, it's again, you know. I think them driving into yeah, I think them driving into Montreal might actually like boost them up a bit. Also, I think Wayne Simmons, you know, as much as I hate that guy. Uh, I think he did actually did a lot more good for us than I think he thinks he did. Yeah, at the he end lit there. a fire. Okay, because like when you get the guys riled up like that, um, you know, going into the locker room with no more hockey to play for the night, and they want to just absolutely bury you against the boards, like you're you're gonna get it real good on yeah, Monday. And it ferments. So like these things don't go. You know, they don't like you don't lose that mentality it just gets worse and worse because you start playing up scenarios in your head of what you could have done and then you're gonna get on the ice like a nutcase and kill someone yeah. so but yeah i i will talk about it more tomorrow once it sets in and we have our long format but you know i think um i think we will see some lineup changes whether that's matchup changes or uh you know subbing in a guy i summary of my point of view on the on the on the lines is i want the second line just completely, um, you know, completely severed. I, I, yeah. I want, you know, Anderson playing a more significant role up there. Um, even though he's playing great with Petrie, uh, with Petrie, with Perry and, um, Stahl. and Stahl. And I would like to see Romanov in the lineup, judging by how physical this game's getting. Yeah. Just because he, Merrill, you know, he doesn't bring a lot more than Romanov does defensively. But at least Romanov, like, will absolutely lay people out in front of the net. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anything else? No, that's basically it. I just want to forget this one. Yeah, I know. It's it's rough. And, you know, I, I, I'm a little disappointed, you know, still in that, in that call with Bergevin. I think that, you know, that basically sealed our fate. Yeah, it didn't do us any favors, that's for sure. No, I, I, and, you know, with being down 3-1, that's a very manageable lead to get back, especially with, like, eight minutes left in the second. Mm -hmm. Uh, but to really, you know, shoot yourself in the foot like that off an emotional decision i think he's really regretting that and um you know i think whoever that assistant was next to him uh, it wasn't the assistant gm but i don't know who that was up there um you know should have really you know talked some sense into him because yeah. looking at that play uh you know that would that'd be a miracle if they called that goal yeah. interference so, so anyway. yeah we'll catch you guys tomorrow and uh you know maybe we'll be a little bit more analytical and uh, <laughs> let the emotions wear off but See you then. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.